Welcome to Everyday Buddhism, making every day better by applying the proven tools found in Buddhist concepts. Welcome to episode 35 of Everyday Buddhism, making every day better. Uh, like last year, today I'm doing a special episode on Bodhi Day, about Bodhi Day. And Bodhi Day is celebrating Shakyamuni's enlightenment of himself as Buddha and celebrating all our enlightenment to Buddha nature. But before we jump into the celebration of light, darkness, and shadows and what they can teach us, it's time for some updates. First, as I'm sure most of you have seen, if you're on any kind of social media or follow me or Everyday Buddhism on any of those social media platforms, my book was released on November 25th. It's finally out there, thanks to so many people. And I've heard from some of you that you've bought the ebook or paperback and that you're enjoying it. It's wonderful to finally share something that has lived in my head and on my computer for more than one year. So if you haven't yet, please pick up a copy of the ebook or paperback and uh, share it with someone who might need it or like it this holiday season. And when you finished it or got into it a bit, please go back to Amazon to review the book. Reviews are very important in the Amazon ecosphere. So let's get the number of reviews up there so more people can discover the book, the podcast, and maybe the everyday Buddhism way of being in the world. In other book news, I've started doing research and exploring my next book. Yeah, believe it or not, I am getting excited about it, despite the hard work of bringing a book into the world and some thoughts that I may not ever want to do it again, I think I'm ready to go. And in other everyday Buddhism news, we've had three new members join our growing virtual Sangha recently. It's a wonderfully warm and loving place to support each other in the practice that is life learning more tips and tricks, and sharing what we're all learning together. Details and a link for joining the Everyday Sangha can be found on the first page of the Everyday Sangha website. And I mean, on the Everyday Buddhism website, there's an Everyday Sangha list a link there too, but the way to join is on the first page of the Everyday Buddhism website, www.everyday-buddhism.com. Check it out if a virtual sangha meeting at 7.30 p.m. Eastern U.S. time is at all possible for you. The next sangha meeting is January 9th, 2020. We usually meet every other week, but due to the holidays, we won't meet until January 9th. So, now on with today's episode, Happy Bodhi Day. You know, Bodhi Day is celebrated uh, by a lot of different traditions across the Buddhist spectrum, Um, They celebrate by stringing colored lights because the different colors represent 
um, you know, many of the paths that lead to enlightenment. Buddha said there's 84,000 different particular afflictions and blockages and obstacles to that. Um, And therefore, 84,000 different ways to practice. So the different colored lights kind of represent uh, different ways we could reach enlightenment. Um, there's other celebrations, uh, in the Buddhist tradition of Bodhi day, including, you know, sweet cakes and food and drink and, um, uh, having a, uh, uh, tree decorated much like we decorate our evergreens for Christmas. There's, there's many kind of ways to celebrate. Um, and then there's, just the everyday way too. Um, in in many of the Pure Land traditions, uh, and even in the Zen tradition, it's called Rohatsu. Um, they they will stay up all night uh, in the Pure Land tradition and and meditate and uh, think about um, their own individual blockages to enlightenment and ways to make life better for themselves and others. Um, maybe reading or chanting sutras, but let's talk about this from a sort of a broader perspective around light and dark. You know, we are in a time of celebrations, celebrating the return of light to the Northern hemisphere, hemisphere, you know, sort of the rebirth of the sun. The long nights of December are marked by, you know, numerous celebrations across many religious and spiritual traditions, including pagan, Christian, Jew, African Kwanzaa, and the Buddhist use of light as a symbol in their observances at this time in the year. How wonderful, though, when you think of it, that so many of us celebrate light as Buddhists we celebrate the light of awakening. It's a celebration of the historical Buddhist Siddhartha Gautama when obtaining enlightenment, but it is also the celebration of what Siddhartha awakened to. He awakened to the possibility of all our enlightenment. And this shouldn't be thought of as uh, I don't know, some far off mystical and probable happening that might take thousands of lifetimes to attain or uh, one lifetime of complete renunciate living in a cave, maybe. No, enlightenment is possible for all of us. It's our birthright, as Shakyamuni's awakening demonstrated. There may be traditional or more orthodox Buddhist practitioners that will in fact disagree with my presentation of enlightenment, but many also do agree with me. I've talked before about my own personal rush to string lights like a mad woman inside and outside of the house, starting around Thanksgiving, trying to lighten these dark days of December. Yet this week I've been thinking, about the message of this darkness and how it is the messenger of our own enlightenment. We know that a primary teaching of Buddhism is conditioned existence, meaning that everything that arises, every event, phenomena, thought, word, action, etc., is conditional, depending upon infinitely complex webs of web of other things, each of which are themselves conditioned 
upon an infinitely complex web of other things, and so on and so on and so on. But to distill it down to the simplest terms, without cold, would there be heat? How would we know heat? How could we know heat is heat if not for the experience of cold? And how could we know the experience of light without darkness? My stringing lights doesn't really make the darkness go away. It only enlightens the small area where the lights are shining. When I turn them off, there's darkness again. The darkness remains. We need that darkness in December to quiet our thoughts and turn our gaze inward. We shouldn't be hanging lights to avoid or be ignorant of the darkness that exists both outside and inside of us, but only in celebration of our awareness of both the darkness and the light that is always shining outside and inside of us. Darkness allows us, invites us to do that. You know, in the story of the Buddha's meditation and awakening experience under that Bodhi tree, Shakyamuni vowed not to move from the spot under that tree until he attained the goal of liberation from the sorrows of the world. Essentially, it was his own challenge, death or enlightenment. And what makes the story even more engaging makes it even a better story, is that Mara, a god or demon personifying lust and death, attempted to move Shakyamuni with beautiful women and sexual desires and monsters and ridicule of him, saying no one would believe that Shakyamuni attained enlightenment because Mara said that seat of enlightenment belonged to him. Now Shakyamuni dismissed the temptations of Mara by reaching down and touching the earth, and it was the earth who would bear witness to Shakyamuni, speaking for Shakyamuni's enlightenment, which happened as Venus, the morning star, rose in the sky. Now according to this legend, when Siddhartha saw Venus, he said, quote, How marvelous I the great earth, and all beings are naturally and simultaneously awakened, unquote. Well, there shouldn't be quotes. I don't know really what he said. This is what the legend says. So as Shakyamuni was awakened by the Dharma, or the spirit of Buddha nature, he proclaimed that the great earth and all beings are also awakened. So our awakening is certain. It is contained in our inherent Buddha nature. It is also in our nature to face the same challenges that Shakyamuni faced. And we too can awaken as Shakyamuni did, awaken to our own ignorance. We are all facing possible death or enlightenment every day, like Shakyamuni's individual challenge and every season in the long darkness before the solstice. But Venus does rise in the sky in the morning, the sun comes up soon after, and the days lengthen at the winter solstice. The light is always there. 
and yet, so is the darkness. As I said a little bit ago, stringing lights doesn't chase the darkness away. We don't chase our own Maras away or our own temptations of Mara away through external rituals or activities, but by looking inside to find our light and having also the earth declare it so. In touching the earth, Shakyamuni touches all that is, awakening from his ignorance. He touches the great interdependence and compassion that is always there within our very nature, within the nature of earth, within our earthbound selves. Shakyamuni's enlightenment experience is ours. It is the one truth that when conditions of darkness or ignorance are present, then the light of wisdom isn't seen. And that truth also indicates that when wisdom lights up the darkness of our ignorance, then ignorance ceases to be. On this day, Bodhi Day, it is a time to celebrate our refuge in the Buddha nature that Shakyamuni awakened to. As the Zen master Dogen said, although we refer to Shakyamuni reaching or attaining enlightenment of the Dharma, it is much more accurate to say that Shakyamuni was attained by the Dharma. You know, David Brazier Sensei expresses that same sentiment when he says Buddhism is quote-unquote caught rather than taught. I believe that can be said of any teacher who transmits his own deep understanding to you through his teaching. We are captivated. We fall in love with the teaching. We fall in love with the teacher and the feeling it inspires in us. If we try to remember feeling that way about something that we learned from someone and we're forever grateful about it, then the opening words of the Tembutsu Gay, which is a smaller part of the larger Pure Land Sutra, will not seem far-fetched nor a distant mythical story that Mahayana sutras sometimes seem like. The, the, they seem like they're these wild, crazy fantasies with no meaning for us. But this story, when Dharmakara, which is, he's the hero of the story, and he later goes on to become Amida Buddha, when Dharmakara gushes over the Buddha himself, which was Dharmakara's teacher, he says, quote, Your radiant face, like a mountain peak, catching the first burst of morning light, has awesome and unequaled majesty. Like black ink by comparison are the sun, the moon, or the money treasure. Tathagata, such is your incomparable face, the melody of your enlightenment fills the world. You know, we know how that feels. We felt that way before. Feeling that way is a kind of falling in love. We have fallen in love with the light of the Buddha, the light of the Dharma, the immeasurable light and immeasurable life of Amida that has penetrated our dark material world, our financial problems, our squabbles with our co-workers or family, and all our health challenges. When that light opens up our hearts, we can forget about this mundane world, our little stories, and our ego, our ignorance. At that moment, we too become illuminated. 
first from the outside, from the teachings of the teacher, then from the inside, when our hearts open and we are able to transcend ourselves, if only for a moment. We have glimpsed that immeasurable life through the boundless light of compassion that is always teaching us through the people and circumstances that surround us. Reverend Harada, a student of Reverend Gilme Kabose, refers to this as the life beyond ego. At that moment, we are connected to our teacher and his teacher and his teacher and the Buddha bringing the Dharma, bringing the world of suchness, the ultimate spiritual world into the mundane world through us. Under this spell, if you will, of the Buddha, our lives are full, full of meaning because we've become one with the Buddha and the Buddha nature that is our birthright. So now we can, without hesitation, live as our true authentic selves. Through the help of the Buddha, who has opened a clear channel into our hearts and minds. With that channel open, our doubts, our doubts will disperse and we can pursue our innermost aspiration with the faith given to us in a grace, in a grace that comes to us through our teachers, through the Buddha, through the Dharma, through a field of influence, through a pure land that the Buddha has shown to us through the teachers that are the circumstances in our lives. The grace I find in Shakyamuni's enlightenment reaffirms my own confidence and refuge in the Dharma, reaffirms my faith, yes, I said it, my faith, my confidence. What we are awakening to is that call of the spirit of our Buddha nature. That call is in the light that is forever and every place shining on us lighting our path with wisdom and embracing us in compassion. In Shin and Pure Land Buddhism, Amida or Amitabha is light without bounds, infinite light. In the larger Pure Land Sutra, where the Tanbutsuge that I earlier quoted comes from, it's written that there is no place that is not illuminated by the light emanating from Amida Buddha. It also says that when sentient beings encounter that light, their defilements are removed and they feel tenderness, joy, pleasure, and good thoughts arise. Now, doesn't that sound like the words describing this season of light? And we did nothing to cause that light to shine. And we don't have to work to encounter it. It is a light constantly and continuously shining on us. And unlike the sun or moon or the lights I've strung, it cannot be blocked by clouds or a lack, lack of electricity. It's a grace given to us, unearned. In our everyday lives, we can feel this light here with us right now. It didn't just happen to Shakyamuni. It's happening now. And in the celebration of Christmas, we aren't celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ 2,000 some years ago. We are celebrating the birth of the Christ Spirit in our hearts today and every day. The light is the wisdom of the Dharma. This light is the Dharma. 
the wisdom that recognizes that all things are perfect. And as perfect, all things are full of meaning. All things are suchness. Haneda Sensei writes in the book Dharma Breeze, quote, when light comes into a dust-filled room, even the dust starts to shine. So on this Bodhi Day, let us gasho to all our teachers, Shakyamuni and all the Buddhist masters and teachers, and the teachers that are our family, our neighbors, our co-workers, our pets, and the shining dust. They all share and reflect the grace of Amida's light, the wisdom light of the Dharma that grasped Shakyamuni that morning, the absolute ultimate Buddha nature that is in each of us. Happy Bodhi Day. May the light shine on you and yours this day, this season, and every day. May it be so. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, my book launched and has been spotted in the wild. Many of you have posted pictures on the Everyday Buddhism Facebook group holding my book or showing the book in your home on your nightstand. If you want to do that, that would be great. And if you want to share one of my promotional posts on your Facebook page, that too would be awesome so that more people find out about it. And if you haven't picked up a copy yet, go to the Everyday Buddhism website, www.everyday-buddhism.com and click on the link to buy the ebook or paperback on Amazon. I appreciate any and all book purchases and would love if you left reviews on the book page on Amazon. Reviews are very helpful to me and to other seekers who would benefit from reading the book. Think of leaving a review as a practice of right effort, right speech, and right action. And if you would like to become a sponsor of this podcast and set up a recurring or one-time donation, go to the Donate tab on my website, again, www.everyday-buddhism.com, to be a supporter of everything Everyday Buddhism will hopefully grow to be. And also, don't forget, if you would like to talk with me and others about these podcast episodes and Everyday Buddhism subjects, consider joining the Everyday Buddhism Sangha. We recently had a few members join, like I mentioned, so it's a growing, vital, supportive, and compassionate group of people to share our everyday lives through a Buddhist lens. The Sangha meets live via Zoom video conference every other week, and the details are on the main page of the website, but don't forget, it won't be until after the first of the year that the next one kicks off. So that's about it for today. Until next time, keep making your every days better. Mm-hmm.